The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hello, welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number 25 pet parenting hacks, tips to make life easier. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws at charliekale.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. I do distant healings as well as in-person appointments because energy transcends space and time. I'm also a professional pet sitter who's really, really good with cats. And the reason I'm telling you that is because of the information we're bringing up on this show. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and metaphysically. My goal is to dispel myths, bring about awareness, enlightenment, and even uncover scams. With each show, I try to learn something new and expand my field of consciousness, and I really hope we're doing that together. Usually, I try to go deep, but this show is mostly on a physical, kind of superficial level because we need that too. Both with my pet sitting and my animal Reiki clients, I find myself getting into long conversations where we share tricks and tips and ideas that make taking care of our animals just a little easier. Or we share health information since that is rapidly changing now as new studies come out and companies and their tactics get exposed. I love these chats with clients because they're enlightening for us both. So let's have one of these right now, sharing quick tips and tricks that are cheap or even free or health hazards to navigate around. The last tip is totally free, super stress relieving, and able to do anytime, anywhere. I've learned, whether you have dogs or not, if you have any animals at all, disposable puppy pads are invaluable to have on hand. They're great for under the kitty litter box to cut down on tracking litter, even under a tracking mat. Putting around the house if you have aging animals, a spraying cat, or a dog who can't hold it because you're gone extra long, or if you just need extra protection under a rug that you realize somebody's been already using as a pee pad. You could even put them under extra water bowls around the house, places where you would normally put newspaper. The disposable puppy pads absorb the water and stop it from reaching the floor underneath because newspaper soaks right through. And if you have an aging animal that jumps up on your bed and gets sick or wets your bed, you might even want to go with reusable adult incontinence pads. They're plastic-backed and washable, a great way to protect your mattress. They're not terribly expensive. Of course, if you have animals, you already want to have a waterproof mattress cover over the mattress. A good one that doesn't tear is worth its weight in gold. Around the litter box, I keep an empty tissue box to put my kitty litter scoop in. 
It holds the scoop upright. It collects stray litter at the bottom of the box. And I use the empty cat litter bags or boxes to put the used litter in. They're sturdy and they won't break from the weight of the used kitty litter. Because that is the worst. You fill up a bag with all that used litter. And when you pick it up, it breaks at the bottom and all the gunk falls out all over the place. That is a nightmare. You want the bag to hold together long enough for you to get it outside to the trash can. So empty kitty litter bags and boxes do that very well. Let's move on to food and water. Fresh water, please, please refill those water bowls every day. Too much dust and dirt falls into the water that you don't even see, and it isn't healthy for your animals to drink. So change it out daily. Filtered water is best. I mean, if the chemicals from the groundwater aren't good for you, they're not good for your pet either. You know that light pink slime that starts to build at the bottom or the side of the bowl when it's sat there for a couple days? That's mold, and you don't want to let it go that long where you see pink slime at the bottom. You don't want your animals drinking that. For meals, I like to add some raw food into whatever I'm feeding them, something I get from the butcher just for them. Beef liver is really good and fairly inexpensive. A lot of butchers are actually making pet blends now, and they keep it in the frozen section. So ask about it when you go to a butcher. It's a raw mixture of meats and vegetables, all chopped up for you already, and then they freeze it. And it's usually a really good value. And you can always cook it for for your animal if you prefer cooked and you don't want to give it to them raw. And that's just an option. But no matter what food you give them, whether it's raw, freshly cooked, dehydrated raw, dehydrated cooked, canned, or even dry kibble, add some extra water in it. No matter how much water it looks like they're drinking, especially cats, they don't get enough. And drinking a lot of water could be a symptom of diabetes or kidney issues as well. So you want to make sure they're always hydrated. As for dry kibble, it really is the hardest for their bodies to digest. It has the least amount of nutrients, no matter what the packaging says, and it is the quickest to put on extra weight with carbs they may not need. And dry food does not clean their teeth. The kibble piece actually breaks apart when they bite into it. It does not scrub their tooth at all. A holistic vet once told me that if I have to supplement their meals with dry food, soak it in water overnight. Not only does it give them more water, but you will actually see how puffed up it gets in their stomachs and how much of it you're really feeding them. Sometimes that's why they gain so much weight. And you know, a fat cat or dog is not healthy. Extra weight is really hard on their joints, their organs, their whole systems. But you know that. So if you have to supplement their meals with kibble, soak it overnight in their bowl. It triples in size. You'll be shocked. If your animal has been ill, he or she is probably dehydrated. So put some coconut water in their food. My animals love it, but you may have to introduce it to them slowly, especially cats, in small amounts at first. That's what I did, but they love it now. Just as coconut water is good for rehydrating a person, I mean, why do you think people with hangovers chug it down? In fact, they also chug it the night before so they don't get a hangover. Well, it's also good for an animal who needs a little extra hydration. So coconut water in their food too. As for feeding stations, it's always better for your dog or your cat to eat and drink from elevated platforms so they don't have to bend their neck down so low, especially if they have sinus issues or vestibular disease or anything where they get dizzy from putting their head down. But even for a healthy animal, it's 
better for their body's alignment, which means better digestion. You can buy food platforms or you can make your own out of boxes. Now, for the cats and for my little dog, I just use the plastic-coated cardboard boxes that a case of canned food comes in. Then I turn it over and I put their balls on top of that. The plastic coating is washable and it gives it a little sturdiness. And then when it's past its prime, you just throw it in the recycle and you grab a new one. But if you want something prettier, they do make all sorts of animal feeding stations, all different sizes that are raised. And they also make ceramic food and water bowls that are created with a raised base already on it. Just don't get the feeding stations with plastic bowls in them or replace those plastic bowls. For a big dog like my German Shepherd, you need a larger, sturdier setup. Now, I bought a sturdy plastic one with stainless steel bowls in it, and it wasn't outrageously priced. But I've seen people who are very talented with wood make their own, and they're gorgeous. And I even saw this. This is for a big dog. Get a couple of two-gallon plastic buckets, turn them over, and cut a hole in the bottom of each one with a jigsaw, holes that are big enough to fit a stainless steel bowl in them, one for food and one for water. I haven't tried this because I don't own a jigsaw, but I saw it in a DIY video and it looked cool. So I don't know how sturdy they are, but they're certainly cheap. Now let's talk about the material for the food and water bowls. Stainless steel, glass, ceramic, plastic? No plastic! No! (laughs) Have you ever seen kitty acne? You know, those little scabs around cat's mouth and chin? Well, that's just one of the many issues with plastic bowls. You'll want stainless steel, glass, or ceramic for food and water, as well as for those feeding and water towers. And the same with those water fountains, a stainless steel one or a ceramic one only. I know those plastic ones are so much cheaper, but they hold bacteria and you cannot get them clean, especially the older they get. And then when they get those little nicks and scratches, forget it. Bacteria just lives in there. You can't get it out. But that's not all. Here's the biggie with plastic. No plastic storage containers for their food either. That's almost worse than the plastic feeding bowls. I know they make them nice and big and convenient, and some even have wheels on them to store all that dry food you bought in the giant 40-pound bag. But they're not looking out for your safety when they manufacture those. So let's go a little deeper into the dangers of plastic. And this goes for human food storage too. Many of the plastic containers out there Both storage containers and plastic packaging leach toxic chemicals into our foods, and of course the pet food too. Chemicals in plastic like BPA have been shown to disrupt hormones, promote weight gain, increase blood pressure, and cause heart disease and some cancers. This is not good for you or your animals. Okay, the good thing is more and more companies have taken BPA out of some plastic storage containers and replaced them with a different chemical called BPS. Well... Now it appears BPS is just as toxic, if not more, than BPA. BPS can disrupt cellular functioning, causing metabolic disorders like obesity, diabetes, and cancer. It's bad enough the plastic food containers of any kind are made with these toxic chemicals, but please do not heat food up in them, such as in the microwave. I have some clients who don't even use a microwave, which is another story, and I completely understand. They use instant hot pots to heat up water for their food and their pet's food, which sounds great. I want one. But back to the plastic, when you heat it, it leaches even more quickly and fully into the food. So you have these chemicals coating and absorbing into the food that we and our animals are eating. Are you washing their bowls every day? 
okay, here's why you have to wash out their bowls after they eat and wash out their storage containers after they're empty. When the fats and oils of food hit the walls of the pet food containers of any material, they begin to oxidize, but especially in the plastic ones. Over time, the residual fats and oils that have settled along the walls and the bottom of the storage container start to grow rancid and develop the invisible molds that help destroy your pet's health. That greasiness along the walls of your container is actually living and dangerous. So what do you store your food in? Glass containers are the best thing you can use. Or find BPA-free and BPS-free plastic. That's BPA and BPS-free plastic. They are making them, but you have to hunt a little bit. Or if you've already got a big tin or one of those big plastic containers on wheels, put the original bag in the big plastic container. Just don't pour that food in loosely. Now that you're using the right kind of bowls, what happens if you leave the food out and you get unwanted visitors like ants? Well, the good news is ants can't swim. So place the bowl of dog or cat food into a shallow pan filled with water. The ants can't get to the food. So I'll repeat that. Fill a shallow pan with water and then you put your pet's food bowl in the middle of that. Also, if you do have a problem with ants, put food-grade diametaceous earth at the source where the ants are coming in. It won't harm your animals, but it will kill the ants. I have used it anytime I start to see a little trail developing, and it works like a charm. Now, here's the wild thing about diatomaceous earth. It's a mineral supplement that also strengthens joints. It's actually the fossilized remains of marine phytoplankton. And I sprinkle that white powder in their food, in my coffee, in my tea. Yes, I take it too. And you do not taste it in your coffee or tea. Diatomaceous earth has so many uses, and it's cheap. Just make sure you get food-grade diatomaceous earth. It's one of the best bargains around. You can Google it. It's spelled D-I-A-T-O-M-A-C-E-O-U-S, earth, diatomaceous earth. But I'll tell you what, if you Google and you just put D-I-A, earth, it should come up. Here's a tip for when going out for a long walk or to the dog park. Take a plastic shower cap with you. If you need to, you can fill the cap with water from a fountain and let your dog drink from it. Yeah, I know it's plastic, but this is just for a quick drink when nothing else is available. Moving on to animal furniture. When you get a new animal bed, whether it's a huge dog bed or a small cat bed, pull the inside out of the zippered cover and wrap that inside cushioning in a plastic bag. That way, if your pet has an accident, it won't soak into the cushioning inside the cover. You know, the part you can't wash. You can wash the cover, but often you can't wash the inside cushion, especially the memory foam beds, which is what a large dog should have. Not those egg crate foam beds that they call orthopedic beds. That is not support. Memory foam is the real orthopedic support that every big dog should have. And yes, the littles like it too. For those big dog beds, a garbage bag works well, or sometimes the thick plastic bag that that new dog bed was wrapped in. After putting the inside cushion back into the outer cover, you can then cover that with old sheets or an old blanket. For the smaller dog and cat beds, I use an old sweatshirt to give it added softness and protection, and I like to turn it inside out so they're actually sleeping on the fleecy part. It's extra soft and catches a lot of their fur. It fits right over the small beds. And there's way less fur floating around that way. And you can brush the fur off with your hand or a lint brush or a damp rubber glove. In fact, you can use 
a slightly wet rubber glove to get fur off upholstered furniture or even your clothes. And a rubber squeegee, like you use on the shower door, works great for getting fur off rugs and carpets. As for cat toys, cut off those elastic strings. They can get caught in the cat's mouth. They can get down their throat. The cats can choke on them. The good thing is just about anything is a cat toy. Balled up paper is great because you can make it in any size, toss it around, then throw it away. As for dogs, it turns out tennis balls really are not so safe for dogs either. The fuzzy surface actually acts as sandpaper on the surface of their teeth. And the material and design of a tennis ball creates a high risk for throat or intestinal obstruction. Meaning, when a dog chews on it, it can pop open and a piece can become lodged in a dog's throat and they can choke on it. Or if they swallow it, get it stuck in their intestines. And finally, as you can figure, the chemicals used in manufacturing tennis balls are toxic. I mean, these are meant to be hit around on a tennis court, not chewed on. So, of course, they're not safe for human or animal consumption. There are better, safer balls on the market now for dogs to chew on. Speaking of things to chew on, never give your dog a rawhide bone. That is literally the deadliest chew toy out there. First, it's bleached and colored and glued and preserved with many different toxic chemicals you do not want your dog absorbing. But that's nothing compared to the fact that rawhide will break apart and pieces can get stuck in the esophagus or the stomach or the intestines. If these pieces don't pass through, then your vet has to go in and surgically remove them. And if that doesn't work, your dog can die from the blockage. It's tragic. And this has happened to dogs I've known where the owner didn't know that their dog had gotten a hold of a piece of rawhide or they didn't know the dangers. Now, with my German Shepherd many, many years ago, someone gave her a giant candy cane shaped rawhide with red and white colors on it. A few days later, when I was picking up her waist, I found pieces of red and white rawhide wrapped around and through her debris. That was very scary. I was extremely lucky that she passed the pieces, but that was a lesson to me to never let her have rawhide. And a note about cats. They need to scratch. Always make sure they have something low and something high to claw up. One of those corrugated boxes on the floor and then a strong, stable scratching post that stands upright are good. They have to scratch, and it helps groom their nails so you have less trimming to do. And I know you wouldn't do this because you know how barbaric it is, but please don't even think about declawing. It is cruel. It creates so many infections as well as chronic joint pain. It forever changes their personality, confidence level, and feeling of safety and security. Decline is outlawed in the United Kingdom, much of the European Union, Australia, and at least 10 other countries around the world. It needs to be outlawed in the United States. Okay, now to de-stress, and we need to do that. When you de-stress yourself, you de-stress your animals too. It is vitally important to calm yourself, thereby calming your animals. When you're worried, you're in a different place in your body and mind, and you don't breathe, breathe properly, getting the full oxygen your cells need, and your animals pick up on that, and then they think they need to worry about you. So it's such a catch-22. Here's what I want you to do for just 30 seconds. Take in a deep breath through your nose, starting from your abdomen, up through your rib cage, through your chest, up into your nose. Now let that breath out through your nose, but down your spine, down your back, pushing with your abdomen muscle until your breath leaves out your lower back. So you're imagining a loop, and it goes 
in and out your nose. So try it again, breathing in from your abdomen, up into your rib cage, through your chest, up into your nose. Now let it out through your nose, but down your spine, down your back, pushing your abdomen to push all the air out your lower back. See, you feel calmer already, and you can do that anywhere, at home, at the office, in the car, when you're stuck in traffic, anytime you feel yourself getting a little hot and aggravated. Now, when you breathe this deeply from your gut, you're activating your parasympathetic nervous system instead of chest breathing, which activates your sympathetic nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest system. It relaxes you and helps you digest more fully, which your body needs. Your sympathetic nervous system activates your fight-or-flight response and keeps you on alert and on edge. Nobody needs that all the time. You need to be able to calm down and relax your body, and your animals will pick up on this and calm down too. I guarantee it. And you can take it even a step further. And while you're in this calm state, gently pet your cat or your dog from the top of the head, slowly and gently, all the way down their back and out their tail. Now, don't press hard when you're doing this, as the energy can be too much sometimes, especially for cats. Lightly start at their head, their crown chakra, and slowly pet them all the way down their back, covering their third eye chakra, throat chakra, heart chakra, solar plexus chakra, sacral chakra, and finally the root chakra, where the tail connects to their lower back, and then out their tail. All their chakras can be accessed from their spine. You don't have to access it from their stomach area. You can access it down their spine, but move gently. This helps smooth out stuck energy and blockages in your animal's energetic system and will calm them down. And it'll calm you down too. The calmer you both are, the better you'll both behave. Or at least they will. I don't know about you. (laughs) And on that note, I thank you for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I know that was a lot of information to absorb. Some of it was silly, some of it very serious. But if, if you can even do just a few of those things mentioned, your animals are healthier and safer than most of the pets out there. I mean, I could do a whole show on some of those topics. I mean, maybe not the damp rubber glove trick to remove pet fur, pet fur but you know what I mean. And some of those Subjects I will tackle a little bit more deeply in future shows. But thank you again. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki and pet sitting business, Energy Healing for People and Paws, for in-person sessions or distant healing sessions over the phone or on Skype for people or animals at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. You can find past shows on there as well. And you can find them on my page at Empower Radio. So please connect with me on social media too. The easiest way to listen to Pat shows for any anybody on Empower Radio is the Empower Radio app for your phone, on iPhone or Android. Go to the podcast link and look for Mind Body Pause. The show is also on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and Google Podcast apps. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, to Remy Smith, and to Tony Ficini in the studio in Detroit. Take care and remember, no matter what is going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it and they chose you anyway and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time.
Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.